everyone, and welcome to season three of Lattes with Lindsay. I'm your host, Lindsay Geiger, and it is so exciting to think that we are on season three and the amount of growth that I hope each and every one of you have really obtained from all this kind of information that has been on this podcast so far. I think the next series is really something that every single person can truly and honestly get better at. It's something that is progressive throughout the years of your life. And the best part is, is that if today was a tough day, tomorrow hopefully will be a better day for you. So without further ado, this series is on self-love. Self-love is something that is very overrated on social media platforms and in many different discussions. But what I think sadly is what's underrated is the fact that a lot of people actually don't specialize and focus on themselves. It's very much so that I've come to the conclusion that a lot of people love to post about it, but they don't really practice what they preach. So I think right now, more than ever, I just want to dive into these things and really talk about you know, nutrition, your surroundings, you know, the, the routine of if it's daily, monthly, yearly, how to get better at being, you know, in control of how you want to be in your life as well as self-love and, and, and self-care. Definitely want to talk about energies. I can't wait to have some of my amazing guests on to talk to you about how to really get into that inner energy and focus on what's good for you and what's good for your well-being and your true happiness, which is really the distinct definition of what self-love is. It's in regard for one's own well-being and happiness. Happiness and well-being. I, I find that I always love to ask myself this because I find that a lot of people really don't focus on these questions or even just ask themselves. I feel when you have conversations with your friends, you always want to know how they're doing because, you know, for me, for example, sometimes I have a hard time opening up and talking about my own issues, even with myself. So this is a huge series that even myself, I'm going to personally work on and, and try and, you know, dive into what my true concerns are with myself and my overall well-being. So let's get into it. The first thing I'm really going to dive into is the morning. Let's start with the AM because I find that, you know, there are two distinct people in this world and it is morning lovers and it's not so morning lovers. I have friends that love, you know, to get up really early and and do their routine, but I also have people who literally can't get up till like 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. So, you know, first off, I think the, the first step is to kind of figure out what type of person you are. Are you a morning or an evening person? And when you figure that out, I think it'll make a significant difference in the progress of your self-care because if you are a morning person, then you can get your routines down pretty quick and, and efficiently. Um, and if you're a night person, then you know your self-care at nighttime may be more beneficial for you. So kind of taking that step and figuring out which one is which for you is number one for today's task. And the second one is just really knowing the stats for you know morning routines and stuff. 70% of teens will grab their phone in the first 30 minutes of waking up. And if you think about that stat, I think it's honestly crazy because I would say, honestly, it's probably 99% of people grab their phone instantly because most people's alarms are on their phones because a lot of people don't trust um, the fact that like 
you know, clock alarms will work if the power goes out or whatever, then they'll never actually have their alarm on. So I definitely can agree that a lot of people do grab their phones when they first wake up, but the most effective way to, you know, have that with a purpose is yes, to shut off your alarm, but let's talk about that actual alarm. Do you find that when you wake up and you hear that annoying, super, super annoying sound when you first roll out of bed and you grab your phone and you you push the stop button to stop the alarm. Do you wish it was one of your favorite songs? And something that I did was exactly that. I found that I am really into R&B. I love like the mood music, all that kind of jazz. So what I did is I went on my iPhone. So if you guys have your iPhone close by, you scroll up, you click the alarm um, option, and then whatever your alarm is, you click edit. And when you click edit, you would just click the actual edit alarm and it'll pop up and it'll say sound. And you click the sound and then it'll take you to another window and it'll say songs and you pick a song and you can literally pick any song that you've downloaded in your phone as your alarm. So what better way to to start your day with your favorite song of the week or save if you know, if you have a song that just came out from whoever's album, you know, why not put that as your alarm so that when you wake up, you're already feeling good. You're already in a groove. You know, who cares if you had that bad dream? You know, you're starting your day right with, with the first thing you do, which is your alarm. So the third thing I would say is for me, I really, really enjoy lattes. Um, but the only thing that I have luckily is that I have like a pre-made mix of matcha lattes, which is like my favorite thing. And what I do is sometimes I just have it all prepped the night before. Like I put my mug out and I put like the the latte stuff already in, or, you know, I kind of have like a, a mental breakdown of what I want to really achieve in the morning. So number one thing, start my day right with some really good vibes from Jenea Co for my alarm. The second thing I would do is, you know, I'd have my matcha tea or my peppermint tea to really wake me up in the morning, which is something that I really enjoy. So already you're starting your day with really, really great energy because the two first things you've done are already making you happy. So why not just keep going, right? So the third thing I'd say is breakfast. And I mean, fun fact, which we've all been taught our whole life, is that breakfast is one of the most important meals of the day. And the reason behind that is because that's how you start your day. That's how your body wakes up and says, okay, like, I need these proteins. I need the hydration from the water. I need to have that energy boost because I'm still waking up, right? Your internal organs, your blood pressure, your hydration, everything like that is still trying to wake up just as fast as your mind is. So why not really start it right with all your favorite things? So now I have my my tea or my latte, and now I'm going to my breakfast. And breakfast for me, I love prepping things just because that's who I am. And one of the things I love right now is overnight oats. I know some people aren't a huge fan, but if you are curious how it works is you just buy mason jars from the dollar store and you know you put five, about about five tablespoons of oatmeal um, of any kind, whatever, you know, your preferences. And then you put your milk in there. So I love oat bran milk right now. That's like my go-to. And so you put about, I would say a half a cup to a cup, depending on how big um, 
or small your mason jar is. And then, you know, you can do different flavors. So right now I'm really into like banana, um, apples, cinnamon, um, turmeric, uh, chia seeds, hemp seeds, coconut flakes. So you kind of throw all that in there and literally you just close the jar. Um, if you are looking for like additional source of protein, you can always take a scoop of yogurt. Um, I always like Greek yogurt cause that has the highest percent of protein as well as just, it's very plain. So it goes with whatever you put in there. Um, if you are looking for a sugar kick, you can always throw in, like I said, those coconut flakes as well as like a teaspoon of honey. Sometimes that works. Um, and then also you can also get the powdered, um, peanut butter. Uh, it's really cool because you can get it from Costco. I think that's the cheapest place you can get it. You can also get it at Bulk Barn. They have tons of coupons. So, you know, just check your mailbox to see if you can even get five bucks off. It's totally worth it. It's delicious. It has less fat as a powder than the actual peanut butter itself. So that's something to maybe look into. And then, of course, you can get into other stuff. Like if you find that you're a smoothie person and you just need something liquidy and you need it to go in the car really quick and, and head to work, then just make little baggies of frozen fruit, spinach, have everything prepped in a container or a bag, throw it in the freezer if you need to, or throw it in the fridge. So then the first thing you do in the morning is grab that bag that's already pre-made, throw it in the blender, add some oat bran milk, milk, ice, whatever you need to do for that smoothie, and you're already on your way. So not only are you eating something that's your favorite, you're also being super efficient in the morning if you are on a super time restraint. So that's kind of a plus. The biggest thing I'd find with the morning is that we sometimes don't have a lot of time. And I think that is something that people can obviously work on if they want to. If you are someone who stays up super late, I know this is going to be a hard transition for you, but even work like waking up that extra half an hour and, you know, taking your time, not feeling rushed with everything. Sometimes that honestly feels good. Like waking up with the sun, is a really cool kind of experience. If it is summertime, I mean, you can sit on your balcony or your porch or whatever you have at your house and, you know, have that tea outside for like that 10, 15 minutes instead of, you know, rushing as quick as you can to get everything done just to get in the car to wait to get to that Lex light. And then you, you know, wait to, to start work and all this waiting, I think is, is sometimes a, a huge thing on people. So sometimes just taking that step in the morning to, maybe wake up just a little earlier would probably be pretty effective. When it comes to working out in the morning, that's also something that I hear a lot about in regards to self-care, self-worth, and self-love. I think overall people are wanting to make that change, especially now because of COVID. I know so many individuals have been gaining weight during this COVID and Trust me, you're not alone. Um, there are so many out there who are going through this, and that's okay. I mean, naturally, your body is going to inflate and deflate depending on moods, menstrual cycles, you know, what's happening in the world, birthdays, celebrations, all that stuff. So, first off, don't be hard on yourself because life happens, and that's just the way it is sometimes. But something else that I find with working out that has really helped and just holding yourself accountable and all that stuff is that if you actually put out all your workout clothes the night before as well. So, I mean, if you really wanted to have some serious OCD, you could put your workout clothes beside your, you know, setup for your tea or your coffee or your smoothie in the morning and everything's already set up there so you can start your day 
with the right steps. Or you can just keep it in your bedroom, throw it on your dresser top and have, you know, your socks, your t-shirt, whatever you guys work in, work out in ready. So then you don't have that moment where you are laying in bed and saying, oh, wait, I really want that extra 15 minutes, you know, or that extra half an hour that you may have worked out in and you lost that time. So, and you know, the hardest part with that too, is that then you become kind of hard on yourself for the rest of the day saying, I regret, or I wish that, you know, I did take that time for myself and and work out because that may be your only time alone that you have. So I totally get it. I know that some mornings are really hard. I know when it is super wintry outside and it's crappy out, you don't want to make that drive to the gym or you know walk into the living room and, and do yoga and all that stuff. But I severely urge you <laughs> to try your best to at least attempt to do it because I can guarantee that when you're finished, you feel so much better. Your endorphins release. You feel more mobile. You feel free. You feel alert. You feel alive. And that's something that I find that a lot of people forget in the mornings that, you know, that's something fun that you can do, right? Something to do for yourself. So something to think about for everybody who is listening here. So let's fast forward now to midday. So now we've got the morning done. We did the routines. We got all that stuff figured out and finished. And now we're in midday, maybe we're having lunch at work, maybe we're having it at home because of COVID. What do you do? I find personally that most people who I see on their lunch breaks or walking around the streets <laughs> during their, their break midday is the fact that they're on their cell phones. And first, it's okay because I can't judge because I am someone who also goes on their cell phone, but I've progressively tried to get better at that. So it's definitely a work in progress. But with that being said, I think it is vital that people do not fixate so much on their cell phones. Yes, if you have music on and you're walking around, that's perfectly fine. But when you're on your lunch break and you have, what, 15 minutes, half an hour, whichever you have um, designated for your lunch break, are you really going to want to be on your phone that whole time? Some people would say yes course. This is me time. I can make my own choices as to what I want to do on my my break. Of course. I am not telling you what to do and how to do it on this podcast. I'm simply suggesting that for your well-being, it would probably be best if you just did put on some music that's your favorite and just enjoy your lunch. When when is honestly the last time that you closed your eyes? and chewed your food and actually like enjoyed what you were eating instead of just engulfing yourself in that meal just to finish it before your break. So that's also something that I think that you should try and do throughout the day, What whatever meal it is, is to sit down, look at your food and say, you know what, like I, I really want to enjoy this or am I even tasting my food? I, I know... So many people that eat so fast that I don't even know if they actually embrace or enjoy food. I think they just do it because they have to. (laughs) So something to consider, but let's go back to social media because I think there's a right way to do social media. And I mean, it's just my opinion. So it's it's totally up to you if you want to take it or leave it. But I think the most important thing is first off to set a time to do the social media, like say you know, if you do have a half an hour break for your lunch. Okay. I'm going to spend 10, 15 minutes on social media, you know, looking up things that I actually enjoy. And when I say enjoy, I mean things that make you feel happy. 
And there's so many things on social media that can stir you into a different position so that when you go back to work, you have a funky mood or, you know, you feel away, you have that negative energy that, as you know, impacts everyone around you. So you definitely don't want to come back off your break in that type of energy to start the next part of your shift. So, you know, unfollow negative people or people who you don't feel benefit your life or your life choices. I think lots of people, their goal is just to get hundreds of thousands of followers, but who of those people actually motivate you? Who of those people actually give you advice? Who of those people actually care about what you're doing on your social media or your posts? Because those people are the people that should be following you. And if that's five people you're following or they're following you, that's perfect. Because at least you know that when they comment on your stuff or when they send you a message to say how proud they are of you, that is pure messages that you need for that day. And what better way to use social media than for a positive impact versus negative? Yes, you can, you know go on there and follow all the actresses and actors and all that stuff who are phenomenal people in their own ways. But then what I find people do when they go on social media is they start comparing. And you can't compare yourself to others who make millions and who are able to become a being that sometimes is not realistic for the average person. Like I know, unfortunately, so many mothers who are so self-conscious because of their bodies postpartum because of what they look like or, you know, how their bodies developed. And I honestly think it's beautiful, um, that whole journey while you're pregnant and post. I haven't been, but I've seen a lot of people go through it and it's wonderful. Um, I know there are so many things that people and women go through, uh, postpartum, but you know, when you compare yourself or you go on that social media and you say, oh, you know, how does so-and-so have such a flat stomach, but she literally just gave birth like four weeks ago? How is that possible? So sometimes acknowledging that you need that social media kind of time, but maybe just like unfollow, like I said, the people that aren't motivating or make you feel good about yourself and then start following things that make you truly happy or make you laugh. Like I Recently just got off of TikTok because one, I found it way too addicting. But one of the things I do miss about TikTok is how much I laughed from it. How much I enjoyed those those certain posts that people would make. And sometimes I want to go back, <laughs> but I think honestly I'm healthier for the choices that I've made. So, you know, if you are on Instagram like I am, you know, food blogs, funny dog videos, fitness videos, um, you know, travel pages, those are all things that for myself, for example, are things that I love looking into. I love watching. I love researching because those things are the things that motivate me to keep pushing through my own journey because that's the most important thing. Out of everything that I hope you get from this podcast and this series of education, what I want you to understand is that when it's called self-love or self-care, That is something that you need to do for yourself. You have to do it for yourself. I think people are so obsessed with what other people think of them 
Or, you know, what do you think this looks like to me? Do you like this on me? Do you think my hair looks good? Do you think I should get bangs? Reverse all these questions. These should be questions that you should ask yourself. Yes, sometimes you have like a self-confidence concern where sometimes you need the extra boost and you need the extra love. And I get it because with the right people, they can definitely make you feel like a queen. But remember that you are the person who walks around this world. You are the person who gets up in the morning and pushes yourself to get to where you want to go in life. So when I'm talking about self-love, what I want you to remember is that you need to love yourself first before you can love anyone else. And sometimes social media does stir us from that and makes us feel like we verbally abuse ourselves or we emotionally abuse ourselves because we're not at the level that other people are at. But who's to say we're not at the right level for our own lives? So think about that. Try and think about that when you are trying to really push through you know, what you're going through daily and really understand that your journey is your journey, no matter what anyone else says. So now we'll get into kind of the the progressive part of the PM. So now, you know, we're at home. I find that, you know, it's really fun when you can come home and you know it's a cozy place. You've you've bought a whole bunch of candles, you got blankets, you got comfy pillows, everything like that is ready to go for a comfortable evening. So depending on if you are someone who likes to work out at night, I'm sure you probably, you know, come home, make food, go out, work out, come home, relax. And that's awesome because that is your routine and that's how, you know, you feel comfortable doing it, which is great. Another way to, you know, come home is that you come home and you get cozy and you get comfortable because you've done everything in the morning. You've achieved all the tasks that you've created on your to-do list throughout the day. And now you can sit at home, watch a Christmas movie, you know, make cookies for that, that cookie exchange at work or whatever you need to get done before you can get cozy maybe. So you know, things to really think about is, is the stats that I was talking about. So again, you know, before bed, I would say 61% of parents actually go to their phones to scroll Instagram or um, social media platforms. And these stats are pretty interesting because, you know, it's the same with teenagers, actually, is it 64% of teens actually go on their phones before they go to bed as well. So, you know, something to kind of work through is that you can really come home and you're tired and maybe you're vulnerable. So you eat your goodies or you eat those extra cookies that you are making for the cookie exchange, whatever it is. The biggest thing that I find that I hear from my clients is that when they come home, they are vulnerable. They are vulnerable to, you know, eat heavy, You know, a lot of people do a lot of night snacking, even after dinner. And then the verbal and emotional abuse comes in again. And that is so much more common than you think it is. And it's, it can be even as small as like, wow, like, I can't believe you just ate the whole burger or like, wow, you just like ate two portions for, you know, one person or whatever it is. And I think overall, people just need to be a little more forgiving to themselves. And that's, where the self-love comes in is that, you know, how do you create these healthy habits in your mind to forgive yourself, but obviously still, you know, in moderation, if, if you are eating like six cookies, you know, I get it, <laughs> but 
you know, pull it back and say, if I actually slowed down my eating and really actually enjoyed this cookie, I could probably just have two and get away with it and be happy. You know, sometimes I find when you watch TV, you just binge eat and you don't even realize that you just killed a whole bag of chips or whatever it is because you're so focused on the screen and not actually enjoying what you're eating. So back to that point, obviously, of just trying to enjoy your food and just, you know, you worked hard to make it. So why not enjoy it, right? So, you know, eating healthy habits, you know, understanding that your vulnerability can alter how you feel or what you eat or what you do at night. And, you know, just being more cautious of the emotional and and the verbal abuse to yourself. Be more forgiving. Create that atmosphere at home that, you know, you have that journal or you can write it on your laptop or you can text it to yourself and then delete it. Whatever works for you to tell yourself that it is okay. It is okay to feel the way you feel. If for women, like if you're going through menstrual cycles and you got cramps and you want to eat all the chocolate you can... I understand and I get it, but maybe try and think about other alternatives with chocolate, like get a dark chocolate or, you know, have a couple pieces, give yourself a minute, (laughs) see if that's enough before eating the whole chocolate bar or whichever it is. So, you know, just being more cautious on those type of things um, is really great. Some of the other types of routines that you can get into in the nighttime is pre-setting all your alarms. So like I said before, it's very easy to put your cell phone um, beside your bed and set the alarm with your favorite song. But, you know, if there is a song that's trending that you love and you find that it's progressively something that can help you get awake and in a good spirits, then throw that on and, and preset it the night before. So at least you don't, you know, have to think about it. Like before going to bed, you have to pick up your phone again, get that bright light in your eyes and, you know, cause that stimulation to come back and and wake you up just a little bit more to maybe be vulnerable and click that social media and start scrolling, right? Um, I'm I'm sure some of you have seen the movie Social Dilemma on Netflix. I think it's like an hour and a half long. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful movie, I guess you would call it, that really opens your eyes to, you know, the fact that we are the products, like if you go on social media, for example, Instagram or Snapchat or, or Facebook, it's pretty much game on. It is a game for the creators of those apps because their goal obviously is to keep you on. And, you know, with watching Social Dilemma, it made me understand why the poke button was created. Or, you know, when you go on social media and it says new posts at the top and you scroll down and there's 50 new posts. Their goal is to keep you on their app. Their goal is to keep you stimulated and interested in whatever they have on that app. So, of course, people are addicted to social media or their cell phones because it keeps refilling and refueling that interest to stay on it. So, you know, just being cautious of those things, right? Sometimes watching those things or documentaries really help you educate how to grow as an individual, but also understand your vulnerabilities at certain types of the day. Like, I know. With social media, you know, Instagram, for example, you know, between six to nine is prime time for people to post uh, social media events or promos or gift certificates because that's the most common time, same as from seven to nine that people are on in the morning. So just kind of understanding that, that that's, that's their game. Unfortunately, you are their game. You are their product and, you know, you are making them a pretty good 
profit <laughs> from you just staying on those apps. So just being self-aware is the most important. And, you know, before you go to bed, maybe instead of grabbing your phone, you do some self-reflection, whether it's for the day, whether it's for the year, the month, whichever. I think even just taking three to five minutes just to sit there and say, okay, today, you know, I was able to meal prep for four days. Everything's healthy. They're in, you know, the right places. Or, you know, I clean the whole kitchen. You know, I, I manage that, which is sometimes not an easy process. Or I dust it or I clean the place or whatever it is. And give yourself some credit. You know, there's so many books out there that are self-reflecting books, self-journals, self-love books. And you could probably go through the whole book just trying to complete the book, but not understanding the idea or the process or the purpose of that book. So, you know, you can go on social media and literally Google self-care or self-love, and they'll come up with a crap ton of quotes that will help you get through your day or something that can relate to. But the biggest thing that I really want to get out of this series is that I want people to physically apply it to their life and not just post it on social media for people to see, like, comment, and agree with, but not actually do the work of self-love and self-care because you're only hurting yourself. Um, you know, I was watching this commercial from Sick Kids, and it was this nurse who is talking about how she had a nine-year-old come in who was who was sick and 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 hurting, and she had, like could do nothing for him. And then you know she gets called to the next room, and she has to go do a whole new assessment after just watching someone pass away, or you know having to tell someone that they have cancer. You know certain things like that that I find as medical practitioners and and pretty much all practitioners at this point is that we unfortunately are in a field that is constantly negative. People come in and say, oh, I have back pain. Oh, I'm not making changes. Um, You know, my family member just died. I'm super stressed. You know, my tenants won't move out. These are all examples that I've personally heard from my clients that, you know, breaks my heart every single time. And to be honest, I have 15 minutes to reset my mind to go into the next treatment and be positive and be the energetic self that I try to be. So, you know, if you are someone who is a listener in their job or, you know, is someone who constantly is helping others, make sure that you help yourself by the end of the day. Talk to someone, you know, write in a journal, express how you feel to a therapist who is in that designated, you know, profession. Or if you have someone who you can call on and just say, hey, you know, I'd love to talk to you with no judgment and I just, I really need to vent this out. Um, You know, obviously not breaching and all that stuff, which I'm sure all of you know who are listening to this, but, you know, just taking that time to understand that there are people out there and you are not alone in any situation. I promise you, you are not alone. There are so many people who are going through a lot of difficult things right now, not only with COVID, but just a lot of things that are out of their control. And I hope that people are going to be a lot more like sympathetic, not just because it's Christmas or whichever, but more sympathetic towards others when you walk by them on the street and they have an angry face or they have tears in their eyes, whatever. Be more sympathetic to those people that, you know, they may be going through something so traumatic that you have no idea about. And, you know, if you bump them or you push them, just 
be the bigger person and just say sorry or speak up for yourself because I think everyone's journey obviously is so different. And when you can take that time at the end of the day, light a candle, you know, read your favorite chapter of your book, listen to your favorite music, watch a Christmas movie because tis the season, you know, really, really, really take time for yourself and do it because you want to do it. Not because I, I'm telling you to try it, but because you want to achieve it. You know, I think it's really important every day to really understand how hard you work as an individual, whether it is a small job, big job, little job. If you achieved a workout for 15 minutes, which you haven't done in months or years, good for you. Honestly, good for you. And I think if you don't express it to the world, please express it to yourself that you are where you need to be. Don't question where you are because there is a journey for you that I nor you have no idea about because it's already planned. And, you know, just stay calm, stay positive, focus on yourself. Don't let other negative impacts of the world be who you want to be. Be who you want to be, not who other people or influences want you to be. And I hope that, you know, you guys all have a healthy and great season uh, of, of the holidays. I know that it's obviously very different. It's going to be fun and new challenges. And, you know, you may be able to only Zoom your, your family for Christmas or whichever, but regardless of what it is, try and just let go of all the negative energy you have by the end of the day, because tomorrow is a new day. Tomorrow is a new journey. It's a new lifestyle. It's a new goal setting. It's, you know, self-love doesn't even have a true definition because it's what you feel you need as self-love. And, you know, I hope you get it. And I really, you know, wish nothing but success for you as an individual and just be great and try and be great towards others. And, uh, yeah. So I look forward to definitely keep going with this topic. I will be talking, like I said, about nutrition, your surroundings, you know, your routines, whether, you know, you do self-reflection on your birthday or new year's, um, healthy habits, um, you know, how to get that extra energy during the day if you need it. Hydration is a huge one that I'm also going to talk about. And I have so many great guests that are going to come on and really talk about their journey about self-love and self-growth because I think at this day and age, it is kind of important. So so make sure you follow on social media. It's needing.balance with a K is the needing. And you know something that's really big and exciting as of today, I am launching the Needing Balance Services Christmas giveaway. So if you know someone who is in desperate need of a massage in the new year and maybe can't afford it or you know doesn't have the time or whichever, um, our mobile services will provide them with a one-hour free massage in the GTA of wherever they are. And the only thing you have to do is follow the social media platform, like I said, as needing.balance. You have to direct message me on social media and tell me why you feel that person deserves the massage or is in need of that massage this new year. I think it's really important to give back to everyone. And I think with the health and safety protocols intact, I will ensure that my well-being as well as your well-being is the main goal. So definitely follow us on, on social media, get into the Christmas giveaway because every year, once a year, it is time to show some love to the people who have shown me love. So 
All the best, guys, and chat next Tuesday.